0: Well, I mentioned this earlier, and it's a story out of East Vancouver where a couple says they have been the victims of targeted harassment and damage to their property for weeks now. Shannon and Innes told Global News that they've had to replace 11 tires on two different vehicles. They've been slashed in six separate incidents. We have agreed not to use their last names for security reasons, but joining me to talk more about what is happening is Shannon. Shannon, thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh,
0: I I know you talked to Global News about this and showed some of the security footage and what you know at this point. But take us back to when this started happening in October and how did this unfold?
1: Yeah, uh, it was the very beginning of October. It was just a random, like, husband was leaving one morning, came back a few minutes later, thought his tire was flat. Uh, Then I had to leave shortly afterwards with the kids. Same thing happened to me halfway down the alley. And once we got a closer look, we were like, oh, there's like puncture marks in our tires. Um, So we just assumed it was like, you know, an alley spree and thought we'd, you know, we probably just got, everyone got hit last night. And then we took a good walk up and down our alley and a block over here and a block over there. And it was just us. Um, And so we just thought, you know, that's, that's weird. (laughs) And then it happened again a few days later uh, and ended up happening four times in 20 days in October. Um, and then we stopped. I mean, by that time, we got some cameras up. We got some signage up. Uh, we hadn't heard anything from the police at that point, even though we had reported it every time. Um, and then we started just parking our cars elsewhere in the neighborhood and then it got really kind of unsettling when we hadn't parked there for seven weeks. And then one night I just forgot to move my car before I went to bed, before I fell asleep. Um, and the one night it was there for the first time in seven weeks, he slashed my tires that night. So we were like, okay, there's like someone watching our house. It just felt really, really unsettling. So (laughs) yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can't even imagine uh, the, the, what, uh, what that must have felt like leading up to that. And then, like you said, putting your car, leaving your car there, your vehicle there just for one night. Uh, I, I noticed that you do, like you said, you, you started setting up cameras and and trying to figure out what was going on. What, did, what were you able to learn by setting up those surveillance cameras?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's definitely the same person every time. Like he, he's usually wearing the same thing. He does it in the same manner. He always comes from the same direction and leaves in the same direction. It's always kind of in the same block of time in the middle of the night, usually between like one thirty and 4 in the morning. Um, and then, I mean, since that last incident on December 18th, we, of course, are still parking elsewhere. And then just a couple nights ago, I don't know if he's out looking for our vehicles or just happened upon it or something, but he, he found uh, one of our vehicles out in the neighborhood and slashed our tires again a couple nights ago. So we're like, now where, where do we park? He's, he's going out and finding us even when we're not parked at home. So. And
0: when you've seen this person on the surveillance video, do, do you recognize mm-hmm. this person or, or have any idea who this is?
1: We have absolutely no idea. Like it's, um, he doesn't appear young. He appears like he's probably in his like maybe forty to sixty kind of range. Uh, he usually has his hood up. Um, he's had a mask, like COVID mask, um, on. So it's it's really hard to distinguish what he looks like. Uh, and of course, it's like it's nighttime and it's raining and it's like so we can't get a clear image of him. And yeah.
0: And I'm sure you've been asked this and you've probably been racking your brain trying to think of something too, but is there something, anything that you can think of as to why somebody would have it in their mind, why they would be targeting you for this?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's the first question everyone asks. And of course us too, we're like, what did we do? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, we just, we're, we're very like, nice and boring people (laughs) we've lived in our neighborhood for like over 20 years we've lived in this house for 13 years we don't have any issues with any of our neighbors uh we like we don't have any just like interpersonal or familial uh, things going on we we own a small business but we've like we've been working with the same people for over 20 years like there's a lot of love for our very small struggling business (laughs) um like we just cannot figure it out and we're like is it mistaken identity or something like it's strange and and very disconcerting
0: yeah and I'm, I was going to ask that as well do, do you is it possible I mean you have the, the same vehicles maybe as somebody else who has angered somebody and, and they think that that you and Innes in
1: or somebody else yeah I mean at this point like is the most kind of bananas scenarios we're coming up with are all as strange as the next we're like I don't know maybe (laughs) like maybe they think for someone else maybe it's just some like really deranged person who's like fixated on just us which is super unsettling um you know and we've got we have four kids we have like teenagers that come and go or like it's it's very very uncomfortable
0: (laughs) how much has it cost you at this point to replace and fix the tires
1: um, we're over 3000 in tires. Now we have, we have three tires. We haven't been able to replace yet. Like the last two, just from the other night. Um, and then mine from December 18th, one before that. Um, so once we get those, we'll be up to like 36 or thirty nine hundred. <laughs> I don't know. It's 11 tires times 300, uh, so 3,300 and then, you know, at least five, six, 700 bucks. and like, cameras and floodlights and sensor lights and the paying for the apps for the cameras. And it's just, it's really overwhelming.
0: Have you gone to police?
1: Yeah. Like we've, we filed police reports every time. Um, We didn't really get any, it was the fifth time when I had like uh, just forgot my vehicle there that one night and it happened. And I was, I was really freaked out. So when I called non-emerge, I was, Pretty noisy about it. I was really emotional. It was like someone has to help us. <laughs> like this isn't just like random like East End property crime spree. Like shocker. Like it wasn't. It's not that. It's something else. And I need to talk to someone. Um, so we did. The cops came out that day and they spent probably an hour here. they were very helpful. Really kind. Um, like it's obvious they want they want to help us. Um, we feel like we're you know we kind of fall in a on the scale of. Priority. There's obviously a lot kind of bigger things going on that require a lot of attention, and we understand that. Um, but we're just like, how, how do we make a little more noise to get a little more resources, kind of pushed our way or, or something? Or maybe just someone watches the video and is like, hey, that gate's familiar. I don't know, anything. Right. Did the
0: police yeah. give you any indication or any kind of theory on what they thought might be happening?
1: no. No, I mean they they have all confirmed that they think it is also really, really weird. They're like, this is not what we usually see. It's usually all the tires up the block or it is a very like targeted for a reason. you know, you bit someone off and here's your retaliation, and even then though, it's like once or twice, it's not eleven tires. So, yeah, no, they haven't uh, they've just basically told us like what to do from a from a like deterrent level, and we are done. All of that, so we just feel pretty stuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like you said, you've spent all of this money on cameras and lights and parking in different areas, uh, not near your house, and even that's not enough. That that's keeping you completely safe.
1: Yeah, like that's not working now. So now we're like, okay, we can't. You know, it's Vancouver. We can't like afford to get parking spots in a parkade somewhere for each of us or something. You know, and like we we have kids, and it's it really. Sucks like having to park far away and then walk back home with the kids, and um, so now we're yeah we're we're not sure what to do honestly. Hmm.
0: And I would imagine, like you said, you get along with your neighbors. You've lived in this neighborhood for quite some time. What do the neighbors yeah. make of it?
1: Uh, they're I mean they're pretty concerned too. We've we've definitely like, you know, after the I don't know the third fourth time, like I printed up things or I went around to like the entire block and talked to. Lots of neighbors left little notes being like, do you have cameras? Do you have any ideas? Like, everyone seems pretty eager to help and is concerned for us. And the signs we put up were like, sorry, neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to record activity here. Like, um, yeah. there. And, and, I mean, I've lived on commercial drive for over 20 years. I, I was a single parent for the first eight years of that. Like, young myself, with young kids. Like, I've never felt unsafe here before. So, this is you know, this is
0: not good. No, no, not good at all. And like you said, uh, the kind of putting it out there, putting the video out there, which is uh, on our website in the the global news story, in case somebody might recognize maybe they've heard somebody bragging about this or or somebody knows who this person is. Uh, I would imagine, though, and I'm sure there are people listening to you right now who would have some creative ideas on on what they might do. Uh,
1: Have you ever
0: thought of, uh, you know, sitting outside for the night and losing a (laughs) night's sleep to try and catch this person? person in the act?
1: Yeah, I mean we're obviously like we're super there. My husband's a big guy. He's got a lot of friends. They're like we're we're there. We're we're at that place where like, okay, well there what else do we do? But of course like I you know, that's that's risky. I don't want my husband or anybody out like playing with the man with the knife in the alley. Like that's not our job. <laughs> um I, I really don't want to do that, but we're you know we don't know what else to do. So, yes, of course, we're getting tons of suggestions about baseball bats and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but we're, I yeah. don't know.
0: Which, which and I think, you know, anybody listening to this, while in some cases that might seem like an extreme response, I mean, what else do you do at this point if, if this person is relentless and, and they're tracking down your
1: vehicle? Yeah. I mean, what what we want ideally is we would like police officers <laughs> to sit outside for a couple nights and have them do that uh, because they can do that safely. Um, And honestly, like anytime we, he, he hits very quickly. Like, we don't think that this is like, I'm not a police officer. I don't know, but I'm like, I don't think this is like a three week sting operation. I think this is like, we'll put our vehicles there. And I guarantee you in two nights, he'll be there. So if you're sitting out there with like not unmarked vehicles, because we all know what those look like. We're talking like state vehicles, sit In our vehicle, whatever, um, and just just get this guy. We just need to stop. Yeah,
0: no, and I I think anybody anybody who's had their car broken into or had the window smashed even once knows how what a violating feeling that is, and how what an inconvenience and how expensive it is. So to hear what's been happening to you, I, I think uh, people would agree that uh, you need to find some. You need to find this guy.
1: Yeah, we just we just need it to stop, and we're really hopeful, but. That- the VPD can help us out with that and we're really thankful for for what they've done so far and um we're just just crossing our fingers and trying to figure out every night where to leave our cars hmm. so yeah
0: and and so at this point I know it was only a, a day ago but since the global story ran have you heard from anybody or has there been any update uh
1: we we did hear back from we've had one police officer that we had contact with and he's not on shift right now, um, so the person that is on shift contacted us today, um, and he came by. Um, he again like super kind seems very very willing to help. He said he's been with the BPD for 19 years. He's like I'm not I'm not afraid to, to push and ask the questions and try and get you guys what you need. So like trust me we're we're we want to help out here. So. Uh, yeah, and obviously I'm not, I'm not privy to what most of that looks like, sure. so we're just kind of going, uh, okay, let us know. Like, we don't know. <sighs> yeah.
0: All right, well, Shannon, I hope that by putting this out there, maybe somebody knows something, and hopefully this will help bring this to an end. And uh, if there is an update, let us know. But thanks so much for sharing this with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.